September 21st through September 27, 2012. I'm your host, David Tanner, and glad you could be with us today here on Main Menu. We hope you have had a great week and are very happy to have you with us today. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're a new listener, welcome aboard. We are very happy to have you here. We hope you enjoy the show and uh, we'll come back many, many times again in the future. Well, we can't talk to you very long today. We have a very long show. And as I told you last week, if you were with us last week, tonight is all about the iPhone 5, the other new Apple devices that just were released this week or are going to be released in the very near future, and iOS 6 operating system for the iDevices. And that's where we're all about today here on Main Menu. We start out with Chase Crispin with an interview with David Woodbridge from Vision Australia. David is also on the Main Menu staff. And then David follows up the interview with a demo of iOS 6 and that's all here today on Main Menu. Hello, Main Menu. This is Chase Crispin, and I'm speaking with David Woodbridge again today about some new Apple things. This time it's not for the Mac, though. We're speaking about new iPods and iPhones and the new operating system iOS 6. David, welcome back to Main Menu. Thanks for having me back again. So I think we'll start by going over the iPod Nano, since that doesn't really relate to iOS 6. The iPod Nano has been talked about a lot here on Main Menu because it's been accessible for a long time. I think it was actually the first talking iPod. But Apple's updated their Nano, so can you go ahead and talk about what they've updated it with? Yep, so basically it's a 2.5-inch screen, which is very, very cool. It's got some buttons so that you can now change track, play, change of volume. Uh, and of course, we all know that it's got the built-in accessibility stuff for voiceover, and it's also got mono audio, and you can reverse the image on the screen to make it a bit easier to look at. And it's also got the new lightning connector. So if people are not sure what the lightning connector is all about, is Apple's changed the connector from the traditional 30-pin that the previous Nano had to the current lightning one, which is a 9-pin very small connector. It's not a macro USB one. It's their own USB general connector. And you can basically pop it in any way you like. Sorry, front or back into the port. And it's supposed to fit without fiddling around. And that's the same connector now that you'll find in the new iPhone, for example. So it's supposed to be a lot more straightforward and easier to use. You can now get them in seven colors now. <laughs> so, uh, and I can't remember all the different colors, but if you've got the red one, um, Apple will actually donate the money or some of the money out of the purchase of the Nano to um, preventing AIDS in Africa. And you can also get other colors, I believe, like yellow, green, and, and so on with the um, the other Nano. So that's also very cool. And the other really, really cool thing that's got me extremely excited and has justified my purchase of my Jambox is that the Nano now has Bluetooth. So you can Bluetooth to your Bluetooth speakers, or in my case, my Jambox, or Bluetooth headset. So that makes it extremely cool indeed. We haven't talked about voiceover on the Nano for a few years, and since some things have changed, can you kind of talk just for a minute about how you would go about using voiceover on the iPod Nano? Yep, so with, with the previous Nano that was also the um, the touchscreen one, 
basically it's got modified gestures on the Nano. So you can basically use your gestures, so your one finger flick left and right to move between items on the screen, um, one finger double tap and hold to jump back to the main home screen. Um, you can flick between screens on the screen itself. Um, you can change the rate and a few other things. So it's not actually iOS as such. It's almost like a bit of a cut-down version, copycat version of iOS. But the way you use VoiceOver is definitely the same as you use VoiceOver on your more traditional iOS or real iOS products such as your iPod Touch, iPad or iPhone. All of the new iPods and the new iPhone are shipping with new headphones instead of the earbuds that they've been shipping with for quite a number of years. Apple has announced something called EarPods. Can you talk about how these differ from the old earbuds that we're all used to? Basically, the way the, the earpods work is that they've got different sound chambers actually in the, the stem of the actual, if you like, the earphone itself. And they've got three ports in them now that basically enhances the audio going into your ear. So what Apple talks about is rather than shoving this earphone into your ear and then listening to the sound, what they're doing is saying, you know, you just wear these earpod earphones and we will redirect the sound into your ear canal so that you get the best coverage for the sound. And US dollars are about $29.99. They seem to be extremely good. And they've also made the uh, controls on the wire of the headphone a little bit bigger and a little bit easier to use. So before we get into that new iPhone, which I'm sure everybody's wondering about since that's been talked about for so long, let's talk about the new iPod Touch because the iPod Touch is really popular for the people who either don't want an iPhone or they can't get it on their carrier or can't afford it, but yet they don't want the big screen of the iPad. So Apple's kind of caught the iPod Touch up with the iPhone. Can you talk about what they've done? Yep, so again, they've made the iPod Touch slightly taller, again, like they have done with the iPhone. Um, It also, of course, contains the new Lightning port. So again, it's got that small port, so it no longer supports the 30-pin connector. And what I should probably say at this point is that you can still get an adapter to convert a Lightning cable into a, or to connect to a 30-pin connector cable, if you wish. So even though you might have docks and everything else that have got 30 pins, you can still get an adapter so that you could basically plug your dock still into, for example, the iPod Touch, the Nano, or the iPhone. Um, But getting back to the iPod Touch, um, so it's slightly taller. It's definitely thinner. It's now got the A5 chip in it. They've increased the camera to 5 megapixels, which I believe is a similar camera, camera to the one in the iPhone 4. And the really cool feature about the iPod Touch is the fact that you can also use it with Siri now. So that's actually very nice. And of course, when I say using it with Siri, you have to upgrade to the new version of iOS 6 to use it, of course, with the new iPod Touch. But that sounds to me extremely nifty. You really are getting a lot of the functionality now that you would get normally just in the iPhone itself. And you can also get the iPod Touch in different colors. And one feature I forgot to mention with the iPod Touch is that you can get a little loop lanyard that attaches to the back of the iPod Touch now to attach to your wrist. And that's also, of course, color-coordinated with the color of the iPod Touch. So the new iPhone is actually called the iPhone 5. A lot of us thought it would just be the new iPhone since the iPad this year is just the new iPad. But it is the iPhone 5 and it has a lot of the things that we've been reading about and all the rumors that have circulated. But for people who might not be familiar with what's in the iPhone 5, can you give us an overview of that? Yep, sure. So basically the iPhone 5, it's basically what Apple's motto is that you should be able to use the phone and holding it in your hand and using your thumb comfortably. So it's not wider than it was before. It's actually a little bit taller. Um, You can now fit another row of icons on the screen. It's actually a lot thinner. It's lighter. 
and it's actually got an actual metal back with a glass insert at the top and bottom, of course, to let the, the wireless stuff come out and into the iPhone itself. Of course, it's got the lightning connector, which is the small one. The headphone jack is down the bottom now rather than up the top. Um, and it has three microphones for, of course, doing your talking and also noise cancellations. So it's actually very, very cool. Of course, it's got all our usual stuff about, you know, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and, of course, with the Wi-Fi stuff, it now supports LTE. And that, of course, was a big controversy here in Australia, at least, because over here in Australia, we have different types of LTE or what we call 4G. And Apple had to make that very clear, at least here in Australia, about what precisely they were talking about. So the iPhone 5 does support uh, LTE. Of course, it's getting shipped with iOS 6. So it's got iOS 6 already in it, ready to go. It doesn't have NFC, the near-field communication, and lots of people thought it might have. Um, I've actually got an Android phone, and I've never come across anything here in Australia, at least, that I have come across there where I would even want to use NFC technology. So, you know, I'm I'm actually not going to miss it at all. Um, The camera optics have been improved, and I know one of the things they talked about in the, um, the keynote address a while ago was the fact that it's now got this sapphire crystal across the, the camera lens of the iPhone so that you won't have any possibility of actually scratching the lens anymore because the sapphire crystal being so rugged rather than just the normal glass. So, you know, that's another really good improvement. It actually feels extremely, I don't know, it feels extremely thin, smooth, and very wonderful in your hand to hold it. Um, it's one of those things about, and this is the fact that I went from the iPhone 3GS to the iPhone 4 and the 4S, and then I've gone from the 4S to the 5, is the fact that when you hold a new iPhone in your hand, like a brand new hardware device model, it makes the previous one feel a lot clunky. So my my iPhone 4 and 4S now feels officially clunky, um, as my 3GS did when I got my first iPhone 4. But the new iPhone will come in the, the normal different sizes. So it'll be 16 gig, 32 and 64. And as we all know, when Apple brings out a new version of an iPhone, they tend to drop the earliest version that's still available. So the iPhone 3GS is no longer available. So in the US, that I've been told, you can get the iPhone 4 for free. You can get the iPhone 4S for $99. And then, of course, the normal pricing on contract in the US, at least, for the iPhone 5. So 16 gig, 199, 32 gig, 299, and 64 gig, 399. The way that rolls out is that you're getting an excellent phone because the iPhone 4 is still an absolutely brilliant phone, and so is the 4S for that matter. So, you know, I say to people now, you've got a really good choice now because there's absolutely nothing wrong with the iPhone 4 or the iPhone 4S now. So for someone who has a 4 or a 4S and might be eligible to upgrade to the iPhone 5, what might make them want to update more than they might have wanted to if they had something else? There's nothing in the new iPhone 5, I guess accessibility-wise, that would push me to use an iPhone 5. So I would probably say to people, look, if you're quite happy, for example, with your iPhone 4S in Siri, then there's nothing that moving to the iPhone 5 will give you any different performance with you know, Siri and the iPhone 4S. If you want to use Siri um, and you've got an iPhone 4, then now's a great time to upgrade to the iPhone 5 because, you know, you're getting a brand new phone. It's now concurrent where the modern day phones now were, you know, 12 months ago, the iPhone now has caught up to everybody else in the market. And I know people keep banging on about the NFC chip stuff, but like I said, I've never used it and I don't miss it at all. So really, 
you know, it's just you're not missing out by not going to the iPhone 5. But there, if there are features in iOS 6 or features in, in the iPhone that's currently not supported in your, you know, the iPhone 4 example, like Siri, then it, it makes good sense to then upgrade to the iPhone 5. So here in the U.S., all three models, the 1632 and 64 gig iPhone 5, are available on Sprint, Verizon, and AT&T for the prices that you just mentioned. And they're both in black and white models. But can you talk a little bit for our international listeners about where they can find the iPhone in international countries, especially Australia? Basically, all the carriers in Australia will be carrying the iPhone. Um, so the, the main three carriers in Australia are Telstra, Vodafone, and Optus, and of course, I forgot Virgin Mobile. So there's, there's four major carriers in Australia. So basically, what I just say to people is ring up your local carrier and who you're with and just say, you know, how much is it on contract to get the new iPhone? Of course, and I'm assuming it's the same way in the States now, I believe that you can certainly buy an unlocked iPhone. So if you don't want to go with a plan and you just want to get the iPhone outright, which means you'll have to pay the full price for it, basically, then there's nothing stopping you. And that's what I've done with all my iPhones. I've never got an iPhone on contract because I tend to update every 12 months. I don't want to be stuck on a contract. So I normally buy the iPhone outright. And that way, every 12 months, I'm free to upgrade or just to stay where I am. So we're not actually going to discuss iOS 6 here. Uh, We're actually going to present a demo that you have done. But the one thing that I want to touch on before we go into that, that's an iOS 6 feature, is something that's going to be really big to low vision people. And this is that voiceover in Zoom can now be used at the same time because before you either had to use speech or use magnification. So can you talk a little bit now about how the accessibility, the different accessibility programs work together in iOS 6? Yep, so basically what Apple's done now with iOS 6 is they've made all the accessibility options that are in the iPhone now or in iOS 6, I guess, work together so that when you try and run Zoom now with VoiceOver, it's not going to say you can only run one at a time. It'll basically just run. And the thing to be careful about is the fact that when you run the Zoom program with VoiceOver, of course, you're not going to have all the functionality that you're going to have with the full VoiceOver. So there'll be some gestures that won't tend to operate the same. So, for example, I found, for example, in VoiceOver, when I'm running it with Zoom, I can't use my rotor. Now, that might be the fact that I was just testing it really quickly and it just wasn't working properly, but I noticed when I tried to do a two-finger rotate, it wouldn't work. Um, some of the three-finger gestures that you would use for you know, doing your scrolling around or and or muting with VoiceOver sometimes I noticed didn't work but again I wasn't 100% sure about in which situation that would happen so I would just say to people that just experiment because you are running for the first time two applications together that have got very different and some of the same gestures so it's going to take a little bit of getting used to you can also use voiceover now with the assistive touch so you can do your own custom gestures the option I really like for accessibility that's a, a new feature in iOS of course is the new guided assistance and the guided assistance sort of comes in two flavors one of the flavors is you can actually draw circles around spots on the screen that you don't want a person to activate which is very good for for children or other people that you might may not want to activate certain spots in an application because they might get too confused or too frustrated but the item that i really like particularly for my children uh, is the fact that you can actually now lock the home button so to speak so that when you press the home button it doesn't exit out of the application the person stays in the application so for educational folks that's actually very good because you can say to a person 
this is the application you're, you're using and don't worry about if you press the, the big round button down the bottom of the screen because you won't accidentally come out of the application and get confused about how to get back into it. And the way that I've got mine set up is that if I press my home button three times, mine comes up and says, okay, do you want to toggle voiceover on and off or do you want to activate guided assistance? And I choose guided assistance and the next time I press the home button three times, I can then get a, a quick thing that says, please enter your PIN number that I've put in previously to basically unlock guided assistance so then I can press the home button to get out of the application. And just quickly talking about the home button, another really cool feature is you can slow down the responsiveness of the home button. So rather than the quick one, two, three, you've now got slow and very slow so that when the person presses that home button twice or three times, they don't have to do it quickly anymore. They can adjust it to their own comfort level. I think that is very cool because it will let people who have more than just one disability or one situation where they will need and some sort of program giving assistance, it will give them the opportunity to use whatever assistance they need, no matter if it's just voiceover or voiceover and Zoom or Zoom and assistive touch or whatever it is. So I think it's very cool for a lot of people that Apple has finally enabled using these together. Well, that's all I think we're going to cover in this interview, since we have a pretty lengthy demo of a lot of these new features. So David, I want to just say thank you for joining us here today for this discussion of the new hardware, and thanks for providing the demo of the new software, which we will go into right after this. That's okay. Thanks for having me. And as usual, I'll be doing more demos on iOS 6 in specific features. So in the meantime, sit back and enjoy the demonstration of iOS 6 and have fun, if you do, playing with the new iPhone 5. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Welcome to this demonstration of the major features in iOS 6, including accessibility. And in this demonstration, I'll actually be using my iPhone 4S. I won't be using my iPod Touch or iPad, of course, which iOS 6 is also compatible with as well. So let me say that I've got my iPhone 4S turned on, VoiceOver is running, and I'm currently sitting at the home screen of my iPhone. So what I'm going to basically do is go through the major features of iOS 6, then look at a few things that have moved around in iOS 6 as far as settings go, and then look at the main accessibility features with iOS. And as this is a feature overview, I won't be going into detail in any specific application or feature. There will be other demos that will go into more details at a later stage. So the first thing to mention in iOS 6, which is actually very exciting, is the new Maps feature. Of course, we all know that it's no longer Google Maps. It's now open source Maps now. And basically, that will now give you turn-by-turn -turn direction with speech when you're navigating with your iPhone 4S in this case. Now, I'll just show you quickly the new map settings, just in case you want to have a fiddle. So I'm going to find settings on my iPhone. Utilities folder, eight apps, settings. double tap. Settings. Okay, and I'm going to quickly swipe through the main settings screen to get down to map. Airplane, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, personal, carry, do not, notify, general, sound, brightness, privacy, iCloud, mail, notes, reminder, phone, messages, FaceTime, maps, button. There's maps, one finger double tap. Maps, settings, back button. And if I do one finger flick to the right to go through the options. Maps, heading, navigation voice volume, heading. Okay, navigation voice volume. No voice. And you've got no voice. Low volume. Low volume. Normal volume. Normal volume. Selected, loud volume. Okay, and I've selected mine on loud volume. 
Distances. Heading. Okay. Distances. In miles. In miles. Selected. In kilometers. I've got mine selected in kilometers. Map labels. Heading. Map labels. Always English. On. Always English. It's a toggle that's currently on. Label size. Heading. Label size. Small. Small. Normal. Normal. Selected. Large. I've got mine large. And one more. One finger flick to the right. And that's it for the maps. So I'm just going to press the home button. Settings. Now there are changes to the apps in regards to the App Store, iTunes Store and iBooks Store. And I won't demonstrate it exactly now, but I will tell you that at the moment in the App Store, when you actually purchase and download an app, it's actually quite nice because you can actually stay in the App Store. And when the app is downloaded, you can then have an opportunity to open up the app from within the app store, which means you don't have to go and find it on one of your home screens. For example, you can open it up straight into the app. So that's point one. Point two is when you've downloaded an app to your iPhone and if you want to exit out of the app store and just go and find it yourself, it's going to be labeled as a new tag on the app itself. And from memory, I'm not 100% sure if that's a new iOS 6 feature, but it's actually quite nice that when you're flicking around, you hear it say, app name, new, say no, it's a new app. And we already know that the podcasts are now a separate application in iOS, so it's no longer part of the music app for podcasts. This next feature, which has got a lot of people talking, is the fact that the default YouTube app is no longer available in iOS 6 as a standard application that is pre-installed in iOS 6. That's no longer on your home screen. There's now a new passbook app on your home screen of your iPhone for reservation tickets, credit cards, etc., now, one thing that I will show you that has actually changed is the location of your Bluetooth settings icon in your settings panel. So let me touch the settings icon on my home screen. Settings. Okay, one finger double tap on settings, and you will notice that I've got my voice over hints currently turned off. Settings. Okay, on my settings screen, now I'm going to tap my finger up to the top left-hand side of the screen and drag down the left-hand side. Settings, heading, airplane mode, off. Wi-Fi, not connected, button, Bluetooth, on, button. Okay, so it's right under Wi-Fi. So if I just do one finger double tap now. Bluetooth, settings, back button. Okay, there's the normal Bluetooth screen. So I can do the two-finger scrub to go back a screen. Settings, heading. Okay, and for the moment I'm just going to press my home button to go back to the main home screen. Settings. Now, of course, the next exciting feature that I want to talk about is some of the new things you can do in Siri. So I'm just going to bring up Siri by just holding down the home button. Hello, Siri. You said hello, Siri. Siri says hi back. Okay, so let me do a few new things that you can do with Siri. These are not all of them by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm going to do some of the major ones. So the first thing I'm going to do is ask it where I am. Now, because I'm currently sitting in a building, it might not be too accurate. So let's try it now. Two-finger double tap. Where am I? And of course, two-finger double tap to stop. You said, where am I? I can see quite pinpoint your location, but I think you're near 200 Pacific Highway. Okay, 200 Pacific Highway. That's pretty close to where I'm currently sitting because I'm actually in a building. So let me ask it, what is my nearest pizza place? So two-finger double tap. What is my nearest pizza place? Two-finger double tap to stop. 
You said what is my nearest pizza place. I found three places fairly close to you. So let me touch the screen on the top. I found three places fairly close and to you. And finger flick to the right. Joe's Pizza Parlor, unknown category, price. Hungry Wolf's Italian Pizza Pasta, unknown category, price. Domino's Pizza Wyoming, fast food, price. Okay, and of course if I want to get in one of those, I can one finger flick back. Hungry Wolf Joe's Pizza Parlor, unknown pizza category, parlor, price. double tap. Restaurants, button button. Okay, one finger flick to the right again. Details. Done. Button. Joe's Pizza Parlor. Phone number. 0243. Distance. 00, zero kilometers. 207 Pacific Highway. Okay, and so on. So I can find out what my nearest pizza place is in this case. I can actually get the address and also the phone number, and I can actually dial it from this screen as well. Okay, let me see what sort of movies are on today. What movies are on today? You said what movies are on today. I am looking for movies. The Master, 93 Fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, coming September 14th. Resident Evil Retribution, coming September 14th. Bangkok Revenge, coming September 14th. Snowman Island, coming September 14th. Ten Year, coming September 14th. Arbitrage, 100 Fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, coming September 14th. Okay, so as you can tell, it's using Rotten Tomatoes to get the information. So that's fairly good. Let me ask it what my nearest railway station is. What is my nearest train station? You said what is my nearest train station. I found 12 train stations fairly close to you. Reviews from Yelp. Okay, so it's getting the reviews from Yelp. I'm going to touch the towards the top of the screen. Gosford Station, 6-8 Burns Crescent, 0-1 kilometres. Okay, and there just happens to be Gosford Station right across the building from where I'm sitting. Now, the thing that I really like about the new Siri is that you can now use it to launch applications. So I can say, Start Safari. You said start Safari. Music. Loading. Safari. Skip to main content. Okay, I'm now on Safari. If I hold my home button and again and talk. Start mail. You said mail. All inboxes one. Okay, I'm in mail. And this one, which is also very nice. Open settings. You said settings. Okay, I'm in my settings screen. Very, very nice. Now, I could probably keep playing with Siri all day, but for the moment, I'm just going to press my home button. Home. Music. Okay, and we'll get back to our feature list again. One of the new things in the iPhone, if I go to my notification center, touch the status line, status do a bar item. Finger drag down. Notification, Gosford, currently 18 degrees, high 22, low 12, so current condition mostly right. clap, post to Twitter, button. I can now post to Twitter and post to Facebook, button. Post to Facebook. Okay, so if I do one finger flick back to the left. Post to Twitter, button. Double tap on Twitter. Tweet, text field is editing. Okay, I could actually type in a tweet now up to, of course, 140 characters. And because I'm using my iPhone 4S, if I come down to my online keyboard... Space. ...and go to the left... Dictate. Okay, of course, I've got the dictate button that I actually could use to dictate my tweet. Touch towards the top of the screen again. Tweet. Text field is and editing. One finger flick to the right. Location inactive button. Okay, my location's currently inactive for my tweeting. Add location. Button. Add location. Characters remaining. 140. Characters remaining. Okay, and if I flip back to the left. Add loca- location. Tweet. Text. Send. Dimmed. Okay. Button. There's the send button, which is currently dim because I don't have any text in that particular field. Okay, so let me do a two-finger scrub to go back. 
Gosford, currently 18 degrees, high 22, low 30. Post to Twitter, post to Facebook, button. Post to Facebook, one finger double tap again. Text field is editing. And of course, I can type in my message for Facebook. And of course, we've got the on-screen keyboard with the dictate button again. If I do one finger flick to the right. Add location, add location, button. Add location button. Audience, friends, button. Audience, currently friends. And no more options. One finger flick to the left. And Add location, text field, post, dimmed, okay. button. And of course, there's my post button for Facebook. And of course, that's dimmed because I don't have any text in that text edit area. So two finger scrub again to go back. Music. And you might have noticed this time when I exit out of the post a Facebook option, it actually took me back to the home screen because I've actually got my music icon as my first app on my home screen. Okay, so that's where you can post to Facebook and Twitter off your notifications area. And where you set up Twitter or Facebook is in settings. So if I go into settings again now. Settings. And one finger double tap on settings. Settings. Okay, and I touch towards the bottom of the screen. General. Button. There's general. One finger flick to the right. Keep going. Brightness. Privacy. iCloud. Mail. Notes. Reminders. Phone. Messages. FaceTime. Maps. Safari. iTunes app. Music. Videos. Photos. iBooks. iTunes U. Twitter. Button. Okay, there's Twitter where you can set up your Twitter account. One finger flick to the right again. Facebook. Button. And there's Facebook where you can set up your Facebook account. Now remember with the Twitter and Facebook settings, you then can tweet or post from various applications in the iPhone or iPod Touch or iPad for that matter, if you're using iOS 6, from things such as Safari, etc. So press my home button, go back to my home home screen again. settings. Okay, and I was going to tell you about a feature in Siri. Of course, I can tweet and post to Facebook using Siri, so let me do that now. Send to Twitter. You said send to Twitter. What would you like to say? Reply with can. Just doing my iOS 6 demonstration recordings. You said just doing my iOS 6 demonstration recordings. I updated your tweet ready to send it. Reply with cancel or send or double tap one of the buttons. Okay, and uh, that got it slightly wrong, but I'm going to say send anyway. So two finger double tap. Send. Okay, I sent it. Okay, and let's do one for Facebook. So two finger double tap. Post to Facebook. You said post to Facebook. What would you like your message to say? Reply with cancel or post. Just doing my iOS 6 demonstrations to be released later on this month. You said just doing my iOS 6 demonstrations to release later on this month. I updated your Facebook status ready to post it. Reply with cancel or post, or double tap. Post. Okay, I posted your Facebook status. Okay, so that's both done and they've been sent. Okay, so let me just press the home button. Come back to the home screen. And just a quick note about FaceTime. FaceTime you can now use over cellular or 3G. So that's very good. You're no longer restricted to a Wi-Fi network, but of course be careful of your data usage. And of course with your phone app now, when you have an incoming call, you can activate an option where you can send a message back to the person calling so that you can't take the message as a default canned response, or you can set a reminder for yourself to ring that person back at a later stage. 
And the other feature that's new in iOS 62 of the phone is that you have a Do Not Disturb feature where only people that are listed in your favourites can get through to you whilst other people, you won't actually won't hear your phone ring or vibrate. So you're in complete Do Not Disturb mode. But as I said, people in your favourites will still be able to get through to you. And where you can turn the Do Not Disturb on, let's just check in settings again. Settings. Okay, one finger double bottom settings. Settings. Videos. Rose one to nine. Rose one. Okay, go top of the screen. I just did a three finger flick up then because I went to there previously to show you another option. Okay, I turn my finger up top of the screen and drag my finger down. Settings. Airplane mode. Wi-Fi. Bluetooth. Personal hotspot. Carrier. Do not disturb. Off. Okay, do not disturb is currently off. I do one finger double tap now. On. I've turned do not disturb on. Okay, so only people that are in my favourite list can actually call me and make my phone ring or vibrate. So I'm going to turn it off again anyway. Off. Press the home button again. Settings. And I will go through in another demonstration using that phone feature to send a message back to the person or to set a reminder for yourself to call that person back. Now, your mailbox now has a VIP inbox, and I also want to show you another function in mail as well, which is very nifty now with the voiceover writer. So let me just go and touch on mail. 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 All inboxes. Okay, touch towards the top left-hand side of the screen. Mailboxes. Back and button. Mailboxes, edit, button, inboxes, heading, all inboxes, zero, VIP, zero and red messages. Okay, I've got a VIP mailbox. So you can set up your people that you wish to pay particular attention to so that their mail messages go into the VIP mailbox. And VIP doesn't stand for vision impaired person, it stands for very important person. Okay, now, but what I want to show you is the next little nice feature to do with voiceover in mail. So let me just do one finger flick back to my all my boxes. All in boxes, zero and red messages. Double tap. All in boxes. David Woodbridge, I six one forty eight p.m. from VIP sender. There's my I'm a VIP sender to myself. That's my iOS six notes. And what I can do, I can actually delete that if I wish. Now I can delete it by using mail or do a two finger rotate clockwise. Characters. Two finger counterclockwise back to the left. Actions. I've got an actions option in the writer. So if I do one finger flick down. Delete. Delete. One finger flick back up again. Default. Default. So the default option, of course, would be to open up the message the way it is now, or one finger flick down. Delete. If I do a one finger double tap now, it would delete the message. So if I go to the next message with one finger flick to the right. Ellen Woodbridge. F. Okay. One finger flick down. Delete. I can delete, or one finger flick up. Default. Default to open up the message with one finger double tap. So that's actually very nice now in mail that you've got that actions control that allows you to actually delete the message without having to fiddle around with the mail application now via the rotor. Okay, so let me just press home to come out of mail again. Back to the home screen. Mail. Now, before I actually leave mail, I just want to show you a new feature where you can have multiple signatures per account or just one signature for all your accounts. So, of course, for that one, we need to go into settings. So I'll just locate my settings icon on my home screen. Settings. One finger double tap. Settings. And I'm going to touch towards the top of the screen. Settings. Airplay. Wi-Fi. Bluetooth. Personal. Carrier. Do not disk. Notific. General. Sound. Brightness. Privacy. iCloud. Mail. Contacts. Calendars. Button. Okay, one finger double tap. 
Mail, contacts, calendars, settings, button button. Okay, and we want to do a one-finger flick to the right to get down to signature. Mail, accounts, iCloud, David19, TPG, Gmail, add account, fetch new date, mail, show, preview, show to CC, ask before delete, load remote image, organize by three, always BC, increase quote, signature, four, button. Okay, signature four, and it's saying four because I've actually got four email accounts, so one-finger double tap. Signature, mail, button button. And let's do one finger flick to the right again to just go through these options. Signature, heading, all accounts. Okay, now this is if I want to make it for all accounts the same signature. I've currently got it not selected. So one finger flick to the right again. Selected, per account. Okay, and I've got mine selected per account. So for example, one finger flick to the right. TPG, comma, TPG, heading. Okay, this is my TPG account in Australia. One finger flick to the right. Sent from my iPhone, text field. Okay, and I've just got mine saying sent from my iPhone. And if I wanted to edit that now, I could just do a one finger double tap and, of course, edit it with the on screen keyboard, on my Bluetooth keyboard, etc. So one finger flick to the right to get to the next account. iCloud, heading. That's my iCloud account. One finger flick to the right. Sent from my iPhone. Follow David on Twitter at Woodbridge. Subscribe to my podcast at http davidwoodbpodbean.com. Okay, Text so field. as you can tell, my iCloud account has a little bit more information and it's got my Twitter account and my podcast feed URL in there as well. So you can either have them all the same signature or you can have different signatures. So for example, you could have a home signature, a work signature and so on. So let me just press the home button to return to the home screen. Settings. Now Safari now actually keeps track of all your iCloud tabs open on all your iOS devices and in course including your Mac. So if I go to Safari. Tweet list. Mail. Safari. Safari. One finger double tap. Safari. Skip to main content. Okay, so to get to my iCloud tabs, I need to go to bookmarks. So come back down to my home button. Utilities. Utilities. Button. One finger flick to the right. Bookmarks. Bookmarks. Heading. Okay, there's the bookmarks heading. One finger flick to the right. Done. Button. Reading list. History. iCloud tabs. Okay, there's the option. iCloud tabs. One finger double tap to open. iCloud tabs. Bookmarks. Back button. And of course, as I said, I've only got one tab open up my mountain line on my MacBook Pro, so one finger flick to the right. iCloud tabs. Heading. Finger flick to the right again. Done. Button. Open on David's MacBook Pro. Heading. Okay, open up on David's MacBook Pro. One finger flick to the right again. Inbox Outlook Web Access Lite. Okay, one finger HTTP. double tap on that. Skip to main content. Security. Security. Okay, and I've just opened up the page that was running on my MacBook Pro, now on my iPhone 4S. So that's very, very nice. Now, while we're in here too in Safari... I should also mention that this is also where you can also get to your tweet and Facebook things as well. If you want to then post or Facebook something, let me just come down to the bottom of the screen. Utilities button. And one finger double tap on utilities. Mail button. And I can mail the page. Message button. Message the page. Twitter button. Twitter the page. Facebook Facebook button. Facebook, etc. Okay, so that's basically where if you want to Facebook or tweet the page you're on, you can also do it from this particular screen within utilities. So for the moment, it's going to press the home button and come out again. Home. Safari. Now, find my iPhone and find my friends now have some new features. The find my friend app now has the ability to be able to send a phone number to the person that may have your phone and they can give you a call to hopefully arrange it to bring it back to you. And the find my friends app, which I haven't tried this feature, has an option where you can set a location so that if, for example, a child leaves school on their way home, 
you'll get a notification that that actually has happened and they've left their current location. But as I said at the moment, I haven't tried that particular feature out, but it sounds extremely interesting, particularly for my voice. You can now have custom vibrations for alerts. And again, I'll do that in another demonstration. Now, the other nice little thing you can do now with the clock is the fact that you can actually now use your own music as your alarm, for example. Okay, let me find my clock app on my home screen. Maps, weather, reminders, setting, utility, clock. One finger double tap on clock. Clock, alarm, edit, button. One finger double tap on edit. Done. One finger flip to the right. Alarm, add, button, delete alarm, to alarm. 2.45 a.m. More info, alarm. 2.45 a.m. So I'm going to modify that 2.45 a.m. one. Alarm. Tap on the morning fire button. Edit alarm. One finger Cancel. Right. Edit alarm. Save. Repeat. Never. Sound. Strum. Okay, it sounds currently strum. One finger double tap. Sound. Back. Okay, now if I touch towards the top of the screen. Back. Back. Sound. Headline more tones. Songs. Heading. Brian's song. Up on the roof, single LP. That always look on the bright side of life. Okay, always look on the bright side of life. So these are my songs from my iTunes on my iPhone. So one finger double tap. Selected. Always look on the bright of life. Okay, we'll choose that Brian one. Brian's songs by more time. Back. Sound. Back. Back and button. Edit alarm. Cancel. Okay, button. One finger flip to the right. Edit alarm. Save. Button. Repeat. Sound. Always look on the bright side of life. Okay, and there we go. I've confirmed it. it's always look on the bright side of life. So one finger flip back to the left. Repeat. Save. Button. And one finger double tap on save. Alarm. Edit. Okay, so if I was to set that alarm at 2.45am, which I'm actually going to be doing very shortly as of this recording, I can have it play Always Look on the Bright Side of Life, particularly that time in the morning. Okay, so you can actually use your own songs now to wake up to your alarm. Very nifty. Press the home clock. Now I want to show you where a few things have actually moved around in iOS, particularly in settings. And as I mentioned earlier on, the Bluetooth has actually now moved from your general settings to the main settings screen under your Wi-Fi option. Location services has now moved to your privacy button in the main settings screen. So if you want to turn location services off, you go to settings, privacy, and then you'll find the location toggle to turn location services on or off. And of course, we mentioned the new Do Not Disturb toggle. Again, that's in your main setting screen. That's actually a new feature that wasn't there before. Now, the brightness and wallpaper controls, which were separate, have now been combined into one button to go into that now called brightness and wallpaper. So that's now one icon now, rather than previously two, again, on your main setting screen. Store control has now been renamed to iTunes and App Store. Photos control has been renamed to photo and camera control. Of course, besides Twitter, we now have the extra Facebook control or button now, so Facebook and Twitter together. And that's probably it for the main movements in your settings screen. Okay, so that was in the main settings screen. Now in your general screen, so that's settings in general. We now have the network control changed to cellular control. And we now have a new option in uh, the new cellular control that allows you to actually check a checkbox to use apps over cellular. And of course, that option is also available for your iCloud options as well, such as documents, etc. 
Okay, VPN, the virtual private network, has now its own control taken out of the cellular control, so that's now in your general settings screen. And you will notice a few options in the restriction settings in general now, the way it's been organised and the addition of a few more options. So, again, that will be covered more in depth in another demonstration. And now we come, finally, to accessibility. So, so far we've gone through the main features of iOS, and I've pointed out a few things that have moved in iOS, both in your settings screen and in your settings general screen. Okay, now, in accessibility, which I'm sure everybody wants to listen to, we've got the following changes. All accessibility options can now be used at the same time, and you'll be pleased to note that also includes VoiceOver and Zoom now. So let me go and find my settings icon on my home screen again. Settings. Okay, one finger double tap to open. Settings. Find my general icon. General. Button. Okay, one finger double tap on general. General. And Settings. three finger Back. flick up, of course, to scroll the screen. iTunes with this. Rows 8 to 16 of 17. Make sure I'm Rows 10 to 17 of 17. There we go. Down towards the bottom right-hand side of the screen. Accessibility. Okay, Button. Finger double tap. Accessibility. General. Back okay, button. One finger flick to the right. Accessibility. Heading. Vision. Heading. Voiceover. On. Button. There's voiceover. Now, one finger flick to the right. Zoom. Off. There's button. Zoom. One finger double tap. Zoom. Accessibility. And back one button. One finger flick to the right. Zoom. Heading. Zoom. Off. One finger double tap. On. Zoom magnifies the entire... Okay, and I'm now running Zoom with voiceover. Now, what you'll find is a few of the voiceover features will no longer function because you've got Zoom turned on, and I'll cover that in a, another demonstration. But, for example, if I do a two-finger rotate, okay, there's nothing happening on the screen with VoiceOver. And a few of the triple-tap functions also may not work, and some other gestures as well. So, as I said, I'll cover that in another demonstration. So, for the moment, I'm just going to turn that off at the moment. Zoom on. One finger double tap, turn it off. Off. Okay, and two-finger scrub, just go back to the main accessibility, accessibility. General. So, back yes, button. you can definitely run VoiceOver and Zoom together now. Now, the really cool thing now is that we've now got guided access, which basically means that you can do two things. You can restrict the active areas of a screen in an application so that a person cannot accidentally exit out of an application if they touch a part of the screen or perhaps it might not be a part of the screen that you want a person to choose because it goes into the options for the application, etc. But the other thing you can do is also lock the home screen so people can't actually exit accidentally out of the application, such as children. So let me just go and access that now. Accessibility, vision, heading, voiceover, zoom, large tap, invert, Speaks speak or automatically speak hearing hearing aid led flat mono audio left right fifty adjust learning guided access off button. Okay, there's guided access currently off. One finger double tap. Guided access accessibility back button. Okay, one finger flick to the right. Guided access heading guided access off. Okay, I'm going to turn it on by doing one finger double tap. Guided access on. Okay, one finger flick to the right. Guided access keeps the iPhone in a single app and allows you to control which features are available to start guided access. Triple click the home button in the app you want to use. Heading. Okay, one finger flick to the right. Set passcode button. And I'm going to set a passcode. So one finger double tap. Set passcode. Heading. Cancel button. Right. Enter a passcode. Empty password field. Four values required. Secure. Text field is editing. Okay, and I'm just going to type in a passcode. One, two, three, 
4. Re-enter your passcode. 1, 2, 3, 4. Guided access. Accessibility. Button button. Okay, now one thing I'm going to do before I actually activate guided access, because I don't want to get stuck in an application, I'm just going to come back a screen. Accessibility. And come down to the bottom of the screen. Incoming calls. Default. Choose right. route for incoming. Triple click. Heading. Okay, triple click. Triple click home. Ask button. And I've currently got it set on ask. No, I don't want that. I'm going to do one finger double tap. Triple click. Triple click home. Guided access. Button. Okay, it's currently on guided access that I've changed it to. Because if I don't do that, I've got the potential of sticking in an application and not having voiceover give me an option where I can actually get out of the application. Okay, so just be a bit careful when you turn this on to make sure that you've got guided access so you can get out of an application. So that's currently set on guided access, so I'm going to press the home button. Home, settings. And I'm going to go into mail. Tweet list, mail. One finger double tap. Mail, inbox, okay, so Dropbox, Ellen Woodrick. application. I'm going to activate guided access by pressing the home button three times. One, two, three. Guided access. Cancel guided access start button. Okay, and I can start guided access by doing it one finger double tap on start. Mail Dropbox. Okay, so I'm back in the mail program. Ellen Woodbridge. Ellen Woodbridge. Press the home button now. Okay, I'm still Danger. in Ellen the mailbox application. If I press the home button three times, one, two, three. Enter passcode heading. Okay, now it wants me to enter the passcode for guided access. So I type in my highly secure passcode. One. One. Two, two, three, three, four. Guided access. Cancel button. Okay, and I can do one finger double tap on cancel. Mail. Inbox. Home button. Mail. Okay, I'm out of the application. My warning is, if you turn guided access on, before you activate it in an application that you want somebody to stay in, just check in triple click that it is on guided access and not ask so that then when you press the home button three times to exit the application and access guided access to let you out, that you can get to that option. So just a warning when you start playing with that option. Okay, so let me go into settings accessibility because I want to show you another very cool feature which has been a for a while. Search iPhone. Home. Music. So I'm going to find my settings icon again. New stand for page one of four. Page new stand passport. Game sent. Clock. Utilities. Settings. Accessibility. General. Back button. Okay, let me just go down through accessibility. Accessibility vision. Voice up zoom. Large to convert. Speak automatic hearing. Hearing aid. Leg flat. Mono audio. Left right 50. Automatic. Physical. Guided at. On. So that's button. guided access. Now the next option is. Physical motor. Heading. Assistive touch. Off. Home click speed. Default. Button. Okay, home click speed, which is currently the default. And this is how fast or slow you need to press the home button. So if I do one finger double tap to access it. Home click speed. Accessibility. Back and button. Finger flick to the right. Home click speed. Heading. Adjust the speed required to activate double and triple click home. Heading. Okay. Selected. Default. That's default. Slow. Now if I choose slow, one finger double tap. Selected. Slow. Okay, it's just pulsed the iPhone to show me how slow it is, and that was a one, two, three vibrate. So if I do one finger flick to the right. Slowest. That's slowest. One finger double tap again. Selected. Slowest. And that was one, two, three. That's how fast the vibration was. One finger flick to the right again. And that's it. So we've got slowest. Slow. Slow. Default. And default. If I double tap on default again. Selected. Default. That's one, two, three. Very quick. So let me put it on very slow. One finger flick to the right. Slow. Slowest. Okay, slowest. One finger double tap. Selected. Slowest. One, two, three. 
So if I now press my home button twice to bring up my app switcher, one, two. App switcher, mail. Okay, and there's my app switcher. So it does definitely slow down the home button because some people do have trouble pressing that twice or three times, and that makes it a lot easier. I'm just going to put it back to default. So I'm going to do one finger double tap on mail so I can bring back mail. up my settings. So one finger double tap, so to speak, on my home button again. App switcher, settings. One finger double tap on settings. Settings, home click speed, accessibility, back okay, button. One finger flip to the right. Home click speed, adjust the speed, default. One finger double tap on Selected, the Selected, default. And just went pulse, pulse, pulse very quickly, which is a normal one, two, three speed. So press the home button and go back to my main home screen. Settings. Okay, we're back to the settings icon. Now, one thing I won't go through here, but there's a new settings feature in accessibility, and you might have heard of under hearing, is that there's a new feature to link up the iPhone to specific Bluetooth hearing aids now. So as of this recording, I'm not too sure which Bluetooth hearing aids are accessible, but that's definitely an option in iOS 6 now to use it with hearing aids. Now, just finally, I want to move on to some voiceover-specific functions. We've just been talking sort of generally about more to do with general accessibility. So as I mentioned before, now I've got that action option in the rotor where you can flick between default or delete in an email, and that also appears in other applications as well. In your rotor now, if you turn it on under Settings General Accessibility VoiceOver Rotor, You've also got a punctuation setting that you can now get to in the rotor. Now, I've already got mine turned on, so if I do a two-finger rotate... Punctuation. There's punctuation, one finger flick down. All punctuation. All punctuation, one finger flick down. Some punctuation. Some. No punctuation. None. All punctuation. And all punctuation. So if I touch my status line now... 3 colon 56 p.m. Status bar item. Okay, 3 colon, so one finger flick down. Some punctuation. No punctuation. And touch it again. 3.56 p.m. Status bar item. So you can definitely change your punctuation on the fly if you've got that option selected in your rotor settings in VoiceOver. And I have mentioned previously that, of course, you can now use VoiceOver and Zoom together, which is very nice. And you can also use it with assistive touch to set up certain gestures. I've actually not tried that of this demonstration. And one final big feature I want to show, which is different to do with the on-screen keyboard, is let me bring up the Spotlight Search by just pressing the Home button from the main home screen. Search field is editing. Search iPhone. Now, with touch typing mode, we know that when we touch a letter on the screen, it's going to activate straight away. So if I just type in the letter H. Capital H. Capital H. Okay, let's put H in. Now, if I put my finger on the Top shift... Top search result, mail. Yes, thank you. <laughs> now, if I put my finger on the shift key... Shift. Okay, remember before you had to do a double tap to activate shift. Well, if I just tap my finger off now, it's actually activated shift straight away. So I've now got a capital letter. So if I type in letter E... Capital E. Okay, it's in capitals. Echo. So I tap my finger off. Capital E. So basically what they've done is they've made the modification keys now active with one touch. So you don't have to one finger double tap as I just demonstrated on the shift key or on the symbols key. So if I touch the symbols key. Dictate. More. Numbers. Okay, and take my finger up. More. Letters. Okay, you can hear it's activated the toggle straight away. And the only thing I don't like now with the touch keyboard mode to activate the item straight away is the delete key. Delete. Okay, so let me just press the home button and go back to the main home screen again. Home. Music. 
And even though I skipped over it briefly, let me just then take you through the whole accessibility screen now, just to give you a final idea of its new layout as it's got those new functions in it. Okay, so let's go to the settings icon. Utilities, clock, util, settings. One finger double tap. Settings, home click speed, accessibility. Okay, we're still in home click speed, so I'm going to do a two finger scrub to go back. Accessibility, general, back button. And we're in general, so I'm going to touch the top of the screen. General, back button. And I'm just going to do one finger flick. Accessibility, heading, vision, heading. And there's our vision heading. Voiceover, on, button. Voiceover, of course. Zoom, off, button, large text, off, button. Large text. Invert colors, off. Invert colors. One finger flick to the right again. Speak selection on button. Speak selection. Speak auto text on. Speak auto text. Automatically speak auto corrections and auto hearing heading. Okay, is a hearing heading? Hearing aids button. That's a hearing aids option where you can get to sync to certain hearing aids. Led flash for alerts off. Led flash of course. Mono audio off. Mono audio. Left right stereo balance. Left right stereo balance. Fifty adjustable. Automatically speak auto corrections and auto capitalizations heading. Okay, auto speak. Physical motor. Heading. Yeah, physical motor. Guided access. On button. Access. Triple click. Heading. Triple click heading. Assistive touch. Off button. There's assistive touch to do your custom gestures. Home click speed. Default. Button. Home click speed. Incoming calls. Default. Button. Okay, incoming calls is default. Choose route for incoming calls. Heading. Okay, of course you can change it to either be a headset or the loudspeaker if you like. Triple click. Heading. And there's triple click. Triple click home. Guided access. Button. Okay, that's currently set on guided access, and that's it. So let me just one finger double tap on triple click home, so you can just use triple new click. features. Accessibility button button. So one finger flick to the right. Triple click heading. Triple click the home button for head selected guided access. Okay, dimmed. guided access just currently dim because it's active. Voiceover. Voiceover. Selected guided access dimmed. Okay, guided access is currently dimmed of course because I actually turned it off. Voiceover. Voiceover. Invert colors. Invert colors. Zoom. Zoom. Assistive touch. Assistive touch. And that's it. So I'm going to actually put it back to voiceover to complete this demonstration. Zoom. Invert color. Voiceover. Okay, one finger double tap. Selected. Voiceover. Okay, press my home button. Home. Settings. Okay, back to the settings on my main screen. And of course, triple click on my home button. One, two, three. Voiceover off. Okay, and of course, turn it back on again. One, two, three. Voiceover on. Okay, so that concludes the demonstration of quite a few of the main iOS 6 features where things have moved in the settings and general screens and a quick look of some of the major accessibility changes to do with general accessibility and in particular, in our case, voiceover. And remember, you can check on the accessibility features of iOS by going to www.apple.com forward slash accessibility. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. On behalf of the entire Main Menu staff, I'd like to thank you for being with us today here on Main Menu. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next week. Meantime, you have a good week, and we'll see you soon.